stuff. Welcome to episode 5 of Good Stuff Sports. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the podcast where I talk to athletes and others in the sport industry about what they love about their particular sport. On today's show, I talk to Tom and Robin, also known as a couple of putts, who love mini golf. They don't really just love mini golf. They really, really love mini golf. They've been all over the country playing all kinds of different mini golf courses, and they rate them and they take pictures of them, but they don't stop there. They've also designed several mini golf holes for various museums and art exhibitions around the country. I learned a lot about mini golf that I did not know, such as that so many people are interested in it in such a different and artistic way. I really love talking to Tom and Robin. I think you'll get a kick out of them and their love for mini golf. Be sure to check them out on their website, acoupleofputts.com. I have such great memories of mini golf when I was a kid. I just loved it, like birthday parties. I took my seven-year-old mini golfing. We had such a blast. I'm so glad that I connected with Tom and Robin because their love is true for mini golf. I think you'll get a kick out of this. Talk to you at the end of the show. Welcome to Good Stuff Sports. Tom and Robin, a.k.a. Mr. T, T-E-E, I should say, and the Pink Putter. How are you all this evening? Great. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. We had some technical difficulties that we had to work out, but I think we are we're on the other side at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you all are in Minnesota, and uh, you're very nice people, first of all. But the reason why I was why I found you or how I found you was because I, you all are, are really into mini golf. It's true. It's true. Correct. And, yeah. and you should own it, and you should love it. Um, so what is it about mini golf that you all love? I think for both of us, we grew up with an affinity with it after having a lot of fun experiences um, with our families. I think, you know, you, you know, with any family, we have a number of siblings that there's lots of opportunities where you can disagree or get into fights, but mini golf always seemed to be the place where even when there were, if there were any disagreements or squabbles it was like really hard to maintain that energy because how could you really get that mad about like hitting the ball against the castle or uh, you know into the water it was always light and fun and uh yeah both of us had really um clear memories i grew up in minnesota playing uh in the northwestern suburbs and just having seen mini golf and travels with family and not really actually getting to lay on as many courses as I would hoped as a kid and kind of picked it up again as an adult. Uh, and, uh, yeah, our first date was playing mini golf. And so from there we thought, well, let's, let's play more. And, you know, as we continue to date and found that it was like really hard to find resources and we thought, okay, we have an opinion, let's create a resource and make sure that other people can help or can get access to mini golf courses out there. Nice. So, so it was uh, the idea was to um, take your love of mini golf, your shared love, shall I say, uh, of mini golf, and 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 share your passion for it with other people. So, Robin, aka Pink Putter, did you have the same kind of experience growing up? Yeah. So I grew up um, in Pennsylvania on the East Coast. So every summer, my family would go to the Jersey Shore for vacation. And when you get to the shore, there's it's sort of a mecca of mini golf, and that's something we would do 
on family vacations every year. And um, my dad was very insistent that we hold our putters the right way and that we keep score and that you had a six-stroke limit. So we definitely learned to play the game uh, correctly at a young age. And so I, I always loved it. Um, and then when I moved out here, and like Tom said, once we started dating and playing a lot of mini golf together, uh, it sort of just made sense to keep doing that. <laughs> and you, you, But you've taken your love to like... Like, let's talk about the next level kind of love that you guys have. So you have a website, right? Your website is a couple of com, which is so great on so many levels. And <laughs> and on your website, you have, you know, the, the idea, I guess your mission statement is that you play, review and design mini golf courses, right? Or at least holes of mini golf for the design part. So... So actually, I'm going to start with a, well, I mean, we've started already, but the next question is coming from my seven-year-old son, who has played mini golf maybe two or three times, but like obviously loves it, right? So he wants to know, how do you design a mini golf course? Mm. That's a, I think with a lot of, with a lot of things, and you know, this goes for the same for music, is that you have to experience it and take it in before you can really come up with your own ideas and with mini golf i think after we had played you know a number of courses and had played a number in the past and started to see common themes we we started to imagine and actually on our first trip out east to the jersey shore what would we want a mini golf hole to be and fortunately um we could make some of those happen because robin uh, is an artist and designer and fabricator, so we could actually make them and got an opportunity to do that or uh, just submit ideas to fabricate. If you had an idea, right? You two came up with an idea together, and there's examples of this on your website. You could, from scratch, come up with something between the two of you, like a playable whole. Yeah, and I think for me, the approach is kind of twofold. The first is what would be fun to play? What would be a fun adventure to hit the ball on or through? Um, and the second is what, what's the theme? What, what kind of experience do we want to create? And so sometimes that theme is dictated, um, for us. Like when we do mini golf holes for art museums, often there's an overarching theme. Um, and other times we get to choose what that theme is. And so it's always about sort of fun, oversized, kitschy objects and combining that with a really fun adventure for the ball to go on. Fun adventure for the Well, that's your quote. A fun adventure for the ball <laughs> to go on. Yeah, we have this, um, I guess it's a, maybe a metaphor we like to use where, where we think of the mini golf ball as almost a, a miniature version of ourselves. And so... <laughs> While we can't go on the adventure with the ball, we sort of live vicariously through it, uh, imagining the adventure that it's going on as we watch it go through a loop or under a tunnel or inside a dinosaur or whatever it is. We sort of, our minds go there with it. And that's yeah. sort of the, the transcendent part of the game. That's awesome. So what are some of the... Um you know some of the some of the holes are, are that you or yeah i guess the holes that you've designed that you like had this idea and saw it all the way through that you, you guys are really really proud of uh our first one is still really exciting for me it was titled can you handle this and essentially it was a giant watering can 
and the handle of the watering can was a classic loop. So you hit the ball up a ramp and it loops through the handle and into the watering can and then the ball could come out one of three uh, holes of the spout. And it came out onto a giant puddle surrounded by giant daisies. And if it came out the right hole of the spout, uh, you'd get a hole in one. And otherwise, you'd sort of have to hit around some giant flowers to make your way to the hole. Wow. I mean, what a great name. You know, the whole thing. It it really works. Um, So I I think, like, one thing I'm curious about is is you mentioned art museums. And you're an artist. And you both are in the, uh, the artistic world. And I think that, like, more than I thought, and I'm a little surprised by this in a great way, is the the intersection of mini golf and art. So do you, can you, like, elaborate a little bit on that or if I'm if I'm on the right track with that or, or where we're at with this? Yeah, we, 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 this is something that we've talked about, uh, in, you know, in a number of different places. We even had an opportunity to work with some, students, uh, some university students in the Middle East, in, in Doha, Qatar. And the thing about mini golf is, in general, it's a really uh, big and open canvas that you can do a lot of things with it. It works well if you're looking at doing things related to science and math. There's elements to design. There's elements of fabrication and building. And so there's a lot of different mediums that you can really express on it. And so if you're making a call for artists as an arts organization, it really is an open platform where you can bring a lot of people to the table. There's lots of great opportunities to collaborate, maybe sometimes between designers and fabricators um, or people that can just do it all. And it's a game that, you know, that uh, has parameters that most people can work with. And, you know, you really only need a starting point and a whole way to get there and after that you you can kind of do all sorts of things i think with you know if you look at like a traditional some other traditional games or sports they have a lot more specific rules whereas mini golf has always been a game that's adopted a lot of different rules and is not opposed to it it's sort of its own animal and you know, from the beginning, there were some courses like the putt-putt courses that were all about being a skill game, and then there's other ones that were all about fun, and it all fit in the same realm, so the game hasn't really been as strict with, like, maybe, you know, another sport like basketball or baseball, where there's defined parameters, and that's a little bit, you know, that I think is really limiting with art versus with mini-golf the parameters are really open, so it's oh, there's a lot you can explore with it and still a lot to explore left. I think also mini golf offers artists an opportunity to have a wider audience maybe than they normally would. You know, a lot of artists make work that maybe gets shown in galleries or goes to a museum and has a limited um, scope or audience, and once they turn their art into a playable mini golf hole. Suddenly you've got little kids, you've got grandparents and everyone in between who gets to not only um, play and immerse in your art, but like fully experience it in a whole new kind of way. Really? So yeah. I think that the two kind of work well for each other yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's tangible, right? Like a kid can see this and touch it and, and, you know, 
be like, this was made by someone. Like, you can really see how there's, like, craftsmanship to it and thought and design and all these kinds of things. That's that's really interesting. Is that, like, a nationwide kind of thing that's happening, or do you think it's mostly where you are? I mean, it sounds like you've gotten to do some pretty serious traveling through this. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely a hub of it here in Minneapolis. We've got the Walker Art Center, which has... Um, done a number of artist design mini golf courses for the last uh, four or five summers in a row, and then they had two previous iterations that go back as far as eight years even. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now there's a there's also where we had our first date where we go to play every year. It's an artist design course out in Mound, Minnesota, which is about forty five minutes west of the Twin Cities. Um, and then there's a brand new place called Can Can Wonderland, which is an awesome indoor artist design mini golf course in an old canning factory here in St. Paul, Minnesota, and it's 18 different holes, um, all designed by different artists. So I would say there's a hub here, but I would say it's definitely got a national scope to it. We've seen, we've also worked with the Indianapolis Museum of Art um, to do their artist design mini golf, and their artist design courses have popped up all the way from the East to the West Coast, really, at different yeah. museums. There's been one regular one called Figment New York. There was one by Turf Projects in Los Angeles. There's videos out there online where we've seen courses made in France and Germany. And, again, the, the nice thing is, is that the size and the scope of it isn't too overwhelming. I mean, you could even build a, a small mini-golf hole in your own house with you know, a few obstacles and, you know, just have like a putter and hit it on carpet. So that's the nice thing is that there's a lot of different ways that you can make a course. And so it's a little bit more accessible than say a real golf course, which financially it's, you know, challenging to access just to get on. And time wise, it's just a a larger commitment. That's not even counting for skill, especially if you have like little kids, like skill is, (laughs) Skill at golf, you know, if your skill is at a certain level in golf and you're not very good, what could normally be a couple of hours could turn into a very, very long day versus mini golf is the stakes are really low and there's something to engage everybody. You can have things that work on several levels that work for kids, that work for adults, that work for dates, that work for business meetings, but it doesn't have to get too heady, but it can if it wants. Right. Um, that's amazing. So, you know, in your travels, what are, and you review as well, I should say, before I ask this question, you review mini golf courses. I know I I live in the Bay area and I know that you came out here uh, and reviewed, and I had no idea this place even existed, which is my bad. But so, and that one scored pretty high for you, right? I forget what it's called, but urban putt putt, and it's in the mission district, which is like. The cool part of town in San Francisco, I think, still, still, I think, even at this point, yeah. it's the cool part of town, and it's a bar and a gr- and like food and indoor mini golf, and so, what are some of the places like that that you've seen? I mean, you mentioned a few of the sort of the the, the more arts oriented, but I think that there's this resurgence of mini golf that I'm sort of uncovering as I talk to you about this. Um, so what are some of the cooler places that you've actually you've played? So in the last uh, three or four years since we started the blog, we've played a little over 150 courses together. Um, and Urban Putt is absolutely one of our favorites in the in the country uh, or the, the world, world, I should say. We haven't played nothing. We haven't played a ton internationally, but what we have it definitely and what we've seen 
it, we feel confident in saying that. <laughs> and uh, another top one is called Parking in Lincolnshire, Illinois, so a little bit north of Chicago. Sure. Uh, and Vitesse outside of Madison, Wisconsin, is also another fantastic course. So what each of these has that makes them sort of stand above the rest is a strong sense of personality um, that is clearly a labor of love by the people who own it. So they all have a very different, distinct personality. Um, unlike a lot of courses which are maybe built by like a franchise or you know a bigger company and it's sort of generic, these all have a lot of um, personality and love and care. They're well-maintained um, and well-designed in terms of both gameplay and clear aesthetic choices and level of interactivity and immersion on the part of the game player. And they're unique. I'd say with all three of those, there's holes that each of those, or elements that they have on those courses that we haven't seen anything like or on that level since we've played those. Um, you know, with the example of like Urban Putt, they have a few holes that are just really... Uh, unique and the ball moves around the room in a way that we've seen some people do a little bit but the level of detail that they put into it is really incredible and you know the story behind it is the guy who um, built the course was a labor of love and really kind of went all in on his you know late in his career to do this and fortunately he's been really successful but he's been building temporary mini golf courses or holes and you know, uh, other things for a long time. And so by the time he got to building something, he really had some unique ideas and it shows, you know, by tense jumping over to that one, that one, we haven't seen other courses that have done this that would seem really simple to incorporate, but there's a lot, there's a lot of holes where you can take a little small zip line that you'd have like a kid's playground or a slide from where you hit the ball to the further part of the hole. So you actually get to go on that adventure with the ball, that it's not just the the ball moving through it. And for us, that, I mean, it's just so immersive and it puts you in like a really good place that very few places do. And, you know, the, the other one, I would say is some of the other ones that really hit the top of our list of late. We uh, spent the holidays down in Florida and we went to Orlando and played um there's three really uh, amazing courses that Disney made, and then there's two by Universal Studios, and all five of them, we saw things on them that were pretty amazing that uh, we had not seen before, and just the level of theming and interactivity with the play was uh, just fantastic. And, you know, it was a little bit more franchised and a little bit more specifically themed than those other three, but... Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. That's very cool. Um, so, I, look, I want to get back to the idea of like anyone can can make a mini golf golf hole in their house. So, you know, I have a seven year old son, and I think that a lot of seven to ten year olds could hear this and say, "Well, how can I do that?" So, like, what would be like five examples of materials that you could use that you could find around your house to make a mini golf hole? Cardboard, cardboard. Cardboard, cardboard, card. Okay, so cardboard, great. We, we, when we worked with the students in the Middle East, we all the students had to actually prototype everything on a cardboard first. So that's a great place to start. You can, you can, 
you know, use like a little piece of wood or a block and all of a sudden a flat piece of cardboard turns into a ramp and you can cut a hole in the middle of it and it looks like a, almost like a skee-ball hole and it will fall through. And from there, you know, you can look to see what other materials you have and, um, you know, build from there. But cardboard works really nice. You could have obstacles that are like stuffed animals and Legos, um, you know, really simple things. It could be like a big jar of food that you just have as like an obstacle to get in the way of the hole. Right. You could cut up an old tire and turn that into a loop-de-loop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's people that have uh, – one place that's actually – one section uh, like at a, a home, you know, like a home improvement store is the plumbing section too. All of those – all of the courses that have a lot of pipe play where the ball travels from one level to another, most of them are just using normal like, like white uh, plumbing PVC pipes. Yeah. So get a few pipes that have a few. I, I would say if you're doing pipes, if the ball just fits through it, make sure it's wide enough to fit probably two through it because it's easier for it to get stuck. But um, a lot of it's using gravity and simple things that you can find in your imagination. I imagine with young kids, they'll come up with all sorts of interesting ideas and concepts. And it's really all fair game. And the the key to it is, is really trying it out to see how it works and, you know, understand that some people's ability to hit the ball is going to be better than others and that you want to make it fun and accessible for everybody because if it if it's really really hard to get the ball from one place to another and finish that's just not a lot of fun it takes you out of the adventure and you're like okay i just hit it 20 times in a row and i can't get it anywhere near in and here in minnesota we've also been known to use snow to build a mini golf course like that last winter uh at an event that was part of a winter celebration i made a little four hole mini golf course all out of snow (laughs) that's so fun Oh man, I I mean I I know that my I, I will just say like transparently I know my son's gonna listen to this and we are gonna be going to Home Depot and buying PVC pipe and making mini golf holes in our house and I have to be honest with you I can't wait <laughs> it's gonna be so fun and we can't wait to see pictures <laughs> totally so how can uh, how can people find you and follow you like on social media etc. So on all of our social media channels we're. Um just at couple putts. So we're on Instagram at couple putts and Twitter at couple putts and then facebook.com slash couple putts. And those are the three places that we're putting content and we're sharing, you know, reviews of courses that we put up. We're interacting with an international mini golf community and really sharing other people that are doing interesting work in the world of mini golf. There's uh, mini golf news and a number of professional organizations and a guy named Richard Gottfried in the UK and a guy named Alan Cox in Australia that are really engaged in the game and playing and seeing where people are doing competitive work that um, we like to share. It's, you know, we're fine mini golf players and these are people that, you know, they're in, these other people that are posting content or talking about people in tournaments that might be scoring in the high 20s and and like around 36 on a course of 18. Like a 36 for a course of 18, we found out, is a standard tournament par. We're just astonished (laughs) by it. But 
you know, there's the, the people that are professionals are really like they're dedicated and there's not a lot of, there's not many people that are doing it for financial gain that are doing it. They're all the people we've interacted with have, you know, are, are, you know, blue collar, you know, white collar working class people that are just love to play mini golf and do it and play in tournaments on the side and are really, um, honing their craft, but, and putting a lot of energy in it that most people wouldn't even imagine. It's something we found interesting and try to, you know, for trying to improve our game, but it, I, I, the subculture that we've found is really welcoming and kind, especially given that, you know, our interests in a lot of ways are not necessarily on tournaments and competition as much as it is, is play and adventure. And of course, you can also find us on our website at a acoupleputs.com. <laughs> yeah. And you can look for us in a documentary that's coming out this spring called Through the Windmill. Oh. And it's a documentary about the game of miniature golf that's been in the works for a couple of years. So that'll be coming out this summer. And we have two new holes that are um, going up this spring. Uh, we have one new hole that we're going to be building ourselves and we'll be at the Indianapolis Museum of Art in Indiana. And then we're going to be adding another hole to the Walker Art Center's outdoor mini golf course. And between the two of us, we either designed or helped. We, we helped design six out of the 18 holes on the course. So while we haven't built our own course in full of 18, between Robin building a temporary mini golf course or a permanent mini nine hole mini golf course in the city of Spartanburg, South Carolina, and between designing and working all these other projects, we're now up to a designed or built over 20 mini golf holes. So we're sort of at a course and it's just, we're taking it all around instead of having it in just one place. And it's sort of worked out that way. And we're really happy that it has. So cool. Uh, it is, you, you all can't see what I see, but like, these are people and you guys should know this, that can talk it and walk it and like live it and love it. And it's so good to see you guys following your, following your passions and like doing it in a real way and, and in an artistic way and in a fun way and a creative way. And as a couple, right? Like yeah. together as, as a, as a family, as a couple, like hanging out and playing mini golf, it's the best. So um, I thank you all so much for your time and for teaching me a lot about mini golf and what it takes to, to make a hole and to, to make it all go and, and it's very thoughtful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thanks again to Tom and Robin for taking the time to talk to me. Mini golf. Just do it. Just play it. Like, why not have fun? Life is short. Have fun. Play mini golf. For everything that you need to know about Good Stuff Sports, just head over to www.goodstuffpod.com. All your questions will be answered. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later.